the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. Look in the eyes to see. Look in me straight to leave. You give me all I need. So give me courage to believe. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still sleep are Now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. And welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. I'm Benita Hopkins, co host of Abolition Radio, and I am so excited because we have our host back from <laughs> out of town and Miss Vanessa Russell. Welcome back. We miss you so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm so great, grateful to be back. I've been on, seems on the road for about three weeks, so thanks for holding down the fort, and I hear great things about all the wonderful guests you've been interviewing, so... Yeah, the the dream continues. It the dream <laughs> continues, and we're just ex- excited today. We're just as excited today. We have a very special guest with us in Sheva Carr. Welcome, Sheva. Thank you so much. What a privilege to be here. And thank you for being here. Go ahead, Vanessa. Great. Yeah. So, um, Chef, I was I was looking through your bio, and we're just um, so grateful again for you uh, taking some time out to meet with us, and, mm-hmm. and um, just uh, just touching right on in, digging right on in on into some of the things that you're doing. So, I see here you're a doctor of medicine and an expert heart math trainer and coach, which I want to better understand. I'd never heard that term, heart math trainer. Um, so I want to understand that. Um, but w- one thing I do understand, which is, you know, the, the second part of your bio, which says that you love to help people find fulfillment and peace within the power of their hearts. And boy, um, you and I have a lot in common in that regard. But before we dig into that, tell us about what this heart math trainer means. Uh, well, I think it means the second sentence, <laughs> helping awesome. people find fulfillment and peace in the power of their hearts. And I just have to call out your amazing brand, for lack of a better thing, if you can call love a brand, but love never <laughs> fails is really the heart of HeartMath. HeartMath is a research institute um, that was founded by a group of people who were collaborating from North Carolina and, and California um, that discovered that qualities like love and peace and care and freedom 
are not just good to feel, but actually change our heart rhythm patterns, which in turn changes over 1,400 things in our bodies and minds. And um, that we can actually generate more of those feelings by learning how to self-regulate our physiology and that that turns out to be really good for our health and really good for our world. Wow. Isn't that something? So we, here I am, you know, never thought I was that very good at science, and I'm just like a master now. <laughs> a scientific master. 1,400 changes in the body in chemistry. I love that. Well, and that's love never fails. That's right. Woohoo. Yeah. For sure. uh, that's, that's so great. So you are the founding CEO of Fiera. Am I pronouncing that right? Perfect. Okay, and then and Heart Ambassadors, is that organization sort of the the folks that have spearheaded this um, heart math methodology or science? Is or? an opportunity for people who are learning the techniques of heart math for emotional gotcha. self-regulation and world service to take that capacity they've found to um, create love on purpose with the power of their hearts and make a difference in the world with it. And so heart ambassadors, um, come to my program to learn the skills of heart math and translate the new capacities they gain through practicing those skills into world service projects. Very interesting. Okay. Have you heard of, um, there's a, a new technique in the, in the mental health uh, world that is being, you know, I, I won't say that it's been proven, scientifically proven, but um, certainly it's being looked at by the faith community and the, and the, and the mental health community, um, and it's called HeartSync. And oh, no, I don't know about HeartSync. Ooh. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. The beauty of HeartMath is it is scientifically based. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, okay. And there are over 200 peer-reviewed research studies on it, which allows us to bring it into, you know, environments that normally wouldn't be receptive to soft skills like love. Yeah. <laughs> Places like the U.S. military, hospitals, um, higher educational institutions, universities, even the federal government gave HeartMath a million-dollar grant to bring this into the public school system because when there's – there's a great book, you know, in, in sync with Love Never Fails by one of the founders of Yahoo called Love is the Killer App. Do you guys know that book? <laughs> no, I don't. And I should because, you know, I work at Cisco and everything. Oh, wow. So there love you go. So Love is, is the Killer, killer app. app. Nice. Wow. Um, it's, you know, this HeartMath kind of has this science that proves that when, you know, we do what we do with love and care and, and higher principles and core values of the heart, that it increases our productivity and our mm. capacity in mm. every way. Well, we need to have a, uh, <laughs> a, a definitely need to have some more discussions because one of the things that uh, I'm always sort of advocating for in my workplace is this this piece, you know, and and just this past year, uh, Cisco Systems, the 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 CEO has sort of taken a put a stake in the ground and he's given everyone I think one day off to go and do community service, and then they're doing all of these, per, and we're talking about sixty. 7,000 employees, and so everybody gets a day off to do community service, and then he's made it much more sort of prominent, the t- the folks that, uh, you know, volunteer more and give back more, and, and I, you know, I, 
of course, there's been tons of studies that have shown that people, you know, uh, corporations that lend, you know, that make room for this are much more financially stable and, and, and um, you know, move ahead further than the others. Um, but just to have something that it can speak to uh, an individual contributor, right, and, and really stir up that individual contributor to consider, um, you know, this love work, if you will, um, as a means of not only, I mean, hopefully it improves their lives personally, but, um, you know, makes them more productive, makes the workplace a greater place to be, makes them more innovative. I mean, all of that is goodness, both both from, a you know, corporate wanting to get ahead, you know, uh, revenue generating standpoint, but ultimately for our humanity, right? Absolutely. And what good news that the bottom line can... Uh can yield more than flat line. Mm. <laughs> the bottom line can actually be enhanced when we make the bottom line our, our hearts and our humanity. Wow. wow. Listen to the two of you. I just knew <laughs> yeah, we're when, I met, here. <laughs> when I met Sheva, I'm like, I got to get those two together somehow, <laughs> some way. And I just want to just talk briefly about that. Sheva has joined us on the CEASE team. Cities Empowered Against Sexual Exploitation, and um, with her, an upcoming project that she's working on um, as the co-vice president and delegate to the United Nations for Pathways to Peace. She's the producer and visionary behind a multimedia project, which I want you two to really talk about, too, and I'm sure we will, a multimedia project to end human trafficking called Operation Big Sister. And it's right down our alleys. And I just love how these things all come together. So we will continue with all the love and the peace sharing when we come back with another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Abolition Radio as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Abolition Radio. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, Abolition Radio. And we are once again excited that our host is back, Ms. Vanessa Russell. And we have with us also today, Sheva Carr. So welcome back, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe we could dig into uh, this 
this documentary, is it, that you're doing? Um, and the, a documentary is one piece of it. There's actually a, a feature film, a documentary companion to the feature film, and a digital platform for action and education. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, so so tell us how that started and and sort of you know what it what it entails and where where it is today. So how it started is I was a, a delegate to the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women three years ago, representing a United Nations peace messenger organization called Pathways to Peace. And that's really where I received my education for the first time about the scope and scale of human sex trafficking going on in the world. And needless to say, it was a horrifying awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Commission on the Status of Women at that time was uh, two weeks by my 10th day, listening to the data, the facts, the figures uh, about human trafficking and, and, you know, the horror of very, very young children being co-opted into the sex trade just blew my mind and yes. cut me off from my heart. And I was I teach stress management tools and how to love for a living. Mm-hmm. And I was stressed yeah. and cut off. Yeah. I just, by the 10th day, I was so depressed, really. I couldn't fathom allowing a world in which this was going on. Yep. And we understand that. So I was, uh, you know, basically the Commission on the Status of Women sounds glamorous if you haven't been to it. Mm-hmm. But really, it's like a giant conference. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. And you get, just like you do at a conference, these booklets of all the different presentations happening, and you kind of circle the ones you think you'd be interested in. So by the 10th day, I was sitting in a panel discussion, and I, I just, I couldn't get up. I couldn't leave. I couldn't, I couldn't motivate myself to go to the next thing. Hmm. I was so distraught. And I'm glad I didn't, because I just ended up sitting in the room I was in by default, and in walked wow. John Stater from Iceland. Mm, wow. This big Viking woman who stood up in front of the audience and said, enough. Mm. In Iceland, we don't just vine about these things. We get up off the couch and do something about it. Mm. <laughs> mm. I love that. <laughs> yes, I did too. And I needed that in that moment. She uh, proceeded to tell us the story of Operation Big Sister. Mm-hmm. So um, many of your listeners may already be well-educated about the Nordic laws, the laws mm-hmm. passed yeah. in Norway and Sweden, yeah. that were the first to kind of combat human trafficking by legalizing prostitution and removing the stigma that, you know, prostitution has been the only crime in the world where the victim of the crime, the prostituted trafficked person, is made a criminal. Right. And so Norway and Sweden removed that stigma by legalizing the prostituted person so they could seek the help of law enforcement and social services and criminalizing the pimping and buying of a person. So they criminalized the traffickers and the buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the law is very elaborate and, and with some really innovative things, including um, you know, garnishing wages of buyers and uh, and pimps to uh, create programs that rehabilitate and, and offer vocational training to mm-hmm. traffic survivors and things like that. So the Icelandic uh, contingent, if you will, lobbied for ten years to be 
to make Iceland the third country in the world that passed the Nordic law. And we could just celebrate for a moment that just a couple of months ago, France passed these laws and Canada passed a version of these laws. Mm. Um, and when these women passed this law, the police chief, they, of course, as only Icelandic women know how to do, they had a big champagne celebration. <laughs> mm-hmm. And while they were celebrating, onto the television comes the police chief in Iceland, who says, prostitution is the oldest profession in the book. Now, those of us working as abolitionists would agree it's the oldest oppression in the world, mm-hmm. not right. profession. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said, I have no, it's ridiculous. This is a ridiculous law. Yeah. I'm not going to waste my police bandwidth and, and budget on fighting something that's been around forever. Forget yeah. it. He yep. said that on national TV. Mm. Well, at that point, wow. when many of us would have caved in, the big sisters who hadn't called themselves that yet said, all right, game on. Yeah. We're taking matters into our own hands now. And a few of them gathered around a kitchen table and took out decoy ads selling themselves for sex. Right. And much to their chagrin, within an hour, they got like 500 calls. Mm-hmm. Now, Iceland's a small country. Oh, wow. For a thousand <laughs> people. The demand yeah. was outrageous. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were like, well, now what do we do? So they started picking up the phone and saying, this is your big sister watching you. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little by little, news spread via what the Icelandic women call the jungle telegraph. Kitchen table to kitchen table. Mm. Women who didn't even know each other began taking out decoy ads and responding to buyers with, this is your big sister watching you. Mm-hmm. Because yep. Iceland is such a small country, men didn't know when they called to buy sex if they were going to get their sister, their mother, their wife, their girlfriend on the phone instead saying, this is your big sister watching mm-hmm. you. And in fact, there were some episodes where family members were caught by other family members. Mm -hmm. And so little by little, these cheeky Icelandic women were succeeding in destabilizing the human trafficking trade in Iceland. Mm -hmm. They single-handedly led to the first capture and prosecution of a human trafficking ring in Iceland. And their antics didn't stop there. When they got bored, one of them got bored picking up the phone and said, remind me, why are we doing this? Someone said, don't you remember the police need our help because they don't have the bandwidth or the budget to fight human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, well, let's really help them. And she started sending her buyers to the police chief's house for services. (laughs) (laughs) So they came to call themselves Operation Big Sister. Wow. 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 That uh, That is a great story. And... Just the kind of uh, just the kind of insight that we need to collect in the kind of sort of shaking of the establishment that is often needed in order to create change. Mm-hmm. And so, wow, that is that's fabulous. So, are you uh, in your documentaries and your and your pieces? And I think we're, we're going to have to go to a break here in just a second. But um, in, in the um, the various elements of your project that you talked about, are you um, sort of explaining how this was done so that it can be replicated or just uh, just 
providing some insight into what communities can do um, in order to affect change? Love the question. So, first of all, we're just telling the story in a comedic, super entertaining way with actors okay. and actresses in a, in, a, in a feature film. Gotcha. Because that is a way to reach audiences. Everybody mm-hmm. who's listening to this show is interested in the trafficking issue. They are, right. They're going to listen to Abolition Radio because they care already. Yes. We want to inspire a civilian cyber army who isn't involved yet or feels like human trafficking is too complex and too big an issue to get involved in. Yeah. To realize, no, average, everyday people can make a difference on this issue, and it doesn't have to be so heavy or despairing. Yeah. It can actually be, I hate to say it, but it can be fun to make a difference on this issue. The big sisters had a lot of fun. And... We like to, you know, the big sisters, their power was in their anonymity. So mm. we always like to keep a little mystery going around Operation Big Sister. And uh, one of the aspects of the project is it will empower anybody from anywhere in the world who has an Internet connection to become a big sister and interrupt demand. Yeah. Um, and so that's part of our platform for action. Mm. Yep. I like that. Yeah. So your participation in CEASE is just perfect, right? Because you have that insight. Um, From a female perspective. Right. I've been so excited to discover CEASE because what CEASE has proven is that the big sister's success was not just serendipitous, something that happened in this little isolated Petri dish island in between the continents of Europe and, and America, right? Yep. What, what CEASE proves out, and ABOG and some of the other organizations mm-hmm. working with CEASE, mm-hmm. yep. is interrupting demand mm-hmm. is not an exception. It is a reliable, sustainable best practice for ending human trafficking. Right. And what I like about it is um, it's, it's got a human element to it in that, you know, it's really hard when we come up with these solutions that are, like, extremely punitive, like, got your number, um, and now I'm going to put a poster across your front lawn <laughs> and shame your children. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's not love, right? Right. right. And shame your wife. Love right. never and, fails. Right. Exactly. And what I love about it is like, hey, guys, do you want to really be doing this? This is a, you know that this could be a child, you know, and it's like you really are at heart. That's because where love never fails, shame never succeeds. Right. Right. Shame just shoves it all more underground and causes people who don't understand their own unconscious behavior to do it more and more unconsciously. Right. That is yeah. so that is so true. And this is where we're going to pick back up on our next segment. This is getting so good. I'm so excited. So we will be right back with another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Vanessa Russell with Abolition Radio, where every week we invite you to join the fight to bring an end to human trafficking. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, our nonprofit, which is dedicated to the rehabilitation, education, and protection of youth involved or at risk of becoming involved in domestic sex trafficking. Our goal with Abolition Radio is to eradicate human trafficking in all forms, sex trafficking and labor trafficking locally and globally. 
We are excited to bring this program to KFAX as we will share stories of hope and opportunities to mobilize the body of Christ and turn this audience into an army of gospel activists who will speak up for justice and act on behalf of those who are trapped or recovering from slavery. Find us on Facebook at Abolition Radio or on the web at abolitionradio.org. And join me each Saturday at 3 p.m. for an exciting episode of Abolition Radio right here on AM 1100 KFAX. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are sharing a lot of love and peace on the show today. And we have Shava Carr with us, um, helping us with that. So continue that conversation, ladies. Yeah. So we were just kind of talking about not, the, you know, kind of not using shame, but instead using right. love. And, and you know, what I, what I notice about the way that Cease is approaching things and, and the way that the sisters um, were uh, approaching it in, in, you know, the Nordic community there is that uh, it's really assuming, you know, holding people accountable to a behavior that they just committed, but also assuming the best and assuming that they didn't want to do that. And it's a certain mindset that um, you can choose to you know, live in. Um, and, and I would totally agree that it has a lot to do with having love in your heart towards people. Um, you know, I've uh, just, just kind of a, a different tangent, but I think it's related. Um, I have had lately, I've been doing a lot of corporate business travel and I've experienced all kinds of weird stuff. Mm. You know, uh, just last week I was, you know, I'm a senior leader at Cisco and I was getting ready to go into a board meeting and I was sitting on the outside of the board meeting and a woman came up to me um, and she said, hey, I don't, you know, I don't know if you should be sitting there because, um, you know, you, you aren't, um, you know, this is just an area for executives. And I was shocked um, that she uh, basically assumed that I didn't belong there. And I said, oh, well, is this, you know, such and such room? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, well, I'm actually presenting in there in 20 minutes. And so she was she was taken aback. She was embarrassed, mm-hmm. right? And As she should be. Yeah, and I was like, I was angry and I was upset. But as I began to process that, I thought, she's not used to seeing people who look like me mm-hmm. sitting in front of the board meeting, you know, the boardroom. And participating in those discussions. And so rather than putting, you know, wanting her to uh, burn her at the stake, (laughs) uh, you know, it's having that compassion that says she, you know, uh, know, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like. Well, and that moment was the perfect moment to re-educate her. Right. That, That moment of cognitive dissonance with her presumption. Mm. Yeah will indelibly be marked in her mind moving forward. Exactly, exactly. And it was funny because I, I you know, I did the woulda, shoulda, coulda afterwards and said, you know, why, why did you think that I wasn't supposed to be here? Mm-hmm. It, you know, although she probably would have taken that as, um, being, uh, you know, right. sort of in your face or whatever. I, I could have done it in a very smooth and gentle way, but even so, but just me saying, 
this is so-and-so room, right? Well, I'm presenting in there 20 min- in 20 minutes. It was just like, bam, you know? And so same thing with these emails, same thing with those, those sort of uh, fake ads, if you will, and people calling in. It's like interrupting those behaviors. It's a pattern right? interrupt, exactly. You know, and you're like, hey, this is a this is a kid or this is a woman that's being in, or a man that's being enslaved. Did you know that? I know you wouldn't want to take advantage of somebody like that. And, you know, maybe there are people that have already gone too far and they're, that's their intent. But I've got to believe that there are a ton of men and women out there that, that would not choose to do that if they got that, if they had that pattern interrupted. Mm. Well, there's another piece to this that I would bring forward, and we have the incredible privilege at Operation Big Sister of partnering with a unique individual who was a human trafficker for 35 years mm-hmm. and got out. Okay. And Winston, who would be amazing for you guys to interview for this show, mm. was convicted as a human trafficker at 14. He was a runaway. But um, as a child, he was severely beaten and abused at home. Mm -hmm. And the one place where he could get love and care and food and affection was a strip club that was next to where he lived as a Mm -hmm. very little boy. So as a five-year-old, the strippers would give him love and affection and food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it imprinted on him that that's where to get love. And by the time he was 14, the only way to maintain a a relationship with them was to become a trafficker. Right. And so Winston will tell you outright that he was in it to get love. Mm -hmm. So we could imagine, yes, in incredibly distorted ways, the perpetrators of human trafficking, whether they are traffickers or buyers of sex, are, um, but we're not endorsing it. It's not a coherent way it doesn't actually work, but it is the path, just like all of us have habits that we go to when we feel empty inside and are longing mm-hmm. to fill that void, mm-hmm. whether it's eating the whole bag of Oreos or Lay's chips or whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Have something that we're doing that's ultimately not the best approach. Right. And yeah. so uh-huh. if we shame them for this, uh-huh. we're alienating them further from the love they're seeking. And so right. love never fails because it is the ultimate medicine. And uh-huh. for Winston, so he was 14 when he was conscripted. He was uh, 35 years later got out because he had to pass through a cathedral in Colombia to get to the strip club where he was going to traffic uh-huh. Colombian women to Canada. Uh-huh. And in passing through the cathedral with his two armed guards who were carrying machine guns, he saw inside the cathedral these people who were praying for their loved ones mm-hmm. and felt the presence of what he calls the Holy Spirit and what we could call love mm-hmm. for the wow. first time in his life. Mm-hmm. It touched him So deeply, he fell to his knees sobbing. You can imagine what his thug standing next to him thought of that. (laughs) He told them to shut up, sit down, we're going to (laughs) pray. He never prayed before in his life. (laughs) He was riveted, and he did not move that church from that church for eight hours. Wow. He's gone back on pilgrimages several times to go back there. And from that moment forward, 
he stopped human trafficking. He managed to get himself out of the Russian mafia, which is not something most people do mm. and live through it. Mm-hmm. And he even lived in a homeless shelter because he gave up all his sources of income. Mm. And he now works with NGOs like ours to help us become more effective at ending human trafficking. We brought him to the United Nations this year where he spoke. But he will tell you he was in it to get love. And he had to get to a place where he realized it wasn't giving him that. All the money, all the mm-hmm. fancy shoes and clothes mm-hmm. and cars and wasn't it. Yep. And then he could feel the real thing and that healed him. And now he's working to heal the issue worldwide. That's great. We hear that, uh, that reasoning, that, you know, that moment that uh, people come to, you know, that ah moment. We hear that over and over and over again. They were looking for love. Because you guys work a lot with buyers, is that right? Yes, we do have quite a few buyers that are now volunteers with our organization. Amazing. Right. And then um, exploiters as well. Um, We've, you know, helped exploiters to uh, seek counseling, to, uh, you know, be mentored, be, um, we have one in particular that is actually going to be meeting with me uh, and working with me on giving, basically doing an interview with us so that we can understand this, this, you know, this perspective, which I think is very similar to the gentleman you just described. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, that this starting off with, in his case, his mother and father, his father was an exploiter, his mother was an exploited woman, and he grew up in that. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, shaped and formed and that for abuse. that. And when he exited the life as an adult, he exited with a tremendous amount of guilt and shame, mm. uh, which 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 turned into depression, a deep depression, mm. because he was subjected to childhood abuse, mm-hmm. which then turned into his you know his his role in society, which was horrific, and um, and then you know and then when he exited it, his family put a hit out on him. Oh, my God. Well, exactly. That's so these are the things, you know, when people think, oh, well, why don't they, you know, and it's always it always starts there with the girls, uh, you you know, or whoever's being exploited. Why don't they just leave? And then you explain the stages of change and all the reasons why in trauma bonding, why they leave. And then and then you go, well. Why don't the, you know, the exploiters are just horrible. They just have terrible hearts. They're just awful people. They're villains. They're, cr- you know, criminals. Right. And it's like, yeah, when you start digging into it, like, oh, right. they are being exploiters oftentimes for the same reasons that the other people are exploited. That's exactly what I was going to say. The, um, that just proves the point that on both sides of the coin, the exploit head as well as the exploiter both have been abused and usually as children. And we're going to pick up right there and, and talk about that a little bit when we come right back with another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. This is Pastor Gary from Faith Fellowship in San Leandro. We are so excited about Abolition Radio every Saturday. And we have seen Love Never Fails under Vanessa grow right here in San Leandro out of our church at Faith Fellowship. And now her ministry 
God gave her a passion to get young people out of the sex trafficking and sex slave industry. And she has been doing a phenomenal job. Not only is it locally, but now it's going globally. In fact, I prophesied to her that God was going to use her to go nationwide. And that's exactly what's been happening. She is a woman with a vision, with a direction and a passion to see these young people come out of this kind of arena. And to God be the glory. Join with her every Saturday on Abolition Radio to hear what she has to say and then become a part of what she's doing. AbolitionRadio.org. Love never fails. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. And we were just speaking of how closely similar an exploited person as well as an explorer, the reasons why they may find themselves in situations, um, in the particular situations that they're in. And um, we have all agree that shame is not that at all end all, right? Love overcomes that. And it's love that, that changes things and draws them in. Let's talk about that a little bit more, ladies. Yeah, so um, just kind of digging a little bit more into uh, your background, one of the things that I I, uh, loved hearing about is this um, book, Love for No Reason, Mm -hmm. Marcy Shimoff's um, New York Times bestselling book, Love for No Reason. I love that title. Yeah, and um, it's funny because uh, I had this experience. I went to an event recently, and... um, I noticed that the people that were there were very passionate about human traffic, anti-human trafficking, uh, but it was very much targeted toward their own people. Mm. So they were only, it, 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 and this is, I think, a human uh, condition a, a lot of the time is that we become interested in these causes and these uh, issues when they impact us. You know, we we didn't care as passionately about cancer until our aunt so-and-so or our child got cancer. You know, we didn't care about, um, uh, I mean, we cared, like, you know, oh, that's too bad, but we didn't really focus on it. And the various other illnesses that are out there. And, and, and in the case of human trafficking, it seems as though when, you know, um, in this particular community or this meeting, this event I was in, people were, that were there that were, set, let's say, from the Philippines were talking about how, you know, in, in, um, in certain areas in the Philippines, it's, you know, human trafficking is very prevalent and that's where they're focused. Um, or, you know, someone from Thailand or someone from Oakland or someone, you know, wherever, they're focused on the issue. And I think that's good to be tied locally. But I have started to, re- you know, kind of question myself, challenge myself. Am I willing to, and I already, you know, I know this about myself because I go cuckoo no matter who it is, but uh, am I willing to love for no reason? Mm. I, th- am I willing to love someone who's, totally the opposite of me, mm. someone who I might not even like, mm. but I've chosen to love. Mm. And if I love them, what am I willing to do? Mm. What am I willing to sacrifice? What am I willing, what time am I willing to, to extend to um, 
and you know ensuring that they have a life where they're able to be the best them that they can be. Um, and I haven't read that book, but is that the direction of the book, or you know, is Question. it? Um, and- well, love for no reason, which is by Marcy Shymoff, mm-hmm. is. It's a beautiful book that's really about all the reasons why it's beneficial to us personally to love for no reason. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of heart math science. We were talking about heart math in the first segment. A lot of heart math science in it, and it dovetails into um, my book as well, which is called Being the Source of Love. Mm. And that's more what you're talking about, Mm. which is, you know, if somebody's totally rubbing us the wrong way, how do we actually choose to be the source of love in a situation where love is absent? Hmm. How do we create, this is, this is the Gandhi invitation, be the change you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. When you're in a situation that's devoid of what you value, how do you become the value? One of my favorite stories is an anecdote that one of my young students who's 15 sent me. She's an advocate for animal rights. And she sent me this story about, uh, you know, a, a person who was just so devastated by the treatment of animals, which is very parallel to our human trafficking issue, mm-hmm. you know, our, our exploitation of life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this person who was a faith-based person fell to their knees crying and shouted out to God, I'm, I'm starting to lose faith that you exist mm-hmm. because I just can't imagine that a loving God would allow this to happen and do nothing about it. And this yeah. person heard audibly a response. And the response was, I did do something about it. I created you. I created right. you. Yeah. That's an old Jewish proverb. Yeah. Is it a Jewish proverb? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, it got, it got translated into a modern Hedda story. And a song by Matthew West. That's right. Love that. Yes. See, you guys are, uh, that's it, man. I found my tribe with you. I knew it. <laughs> Imitate me. Thank you. This is awesome. <laughs> now I can tell that. So, so that to me is the, mm-hmm. you know, the heart of loving for no reason, the heart of being mm-hmm. the source of love. There are many reasons why instigating love when it's, you know, doesn't come easy. Mm-hmm is a really good choice to make. And ultimately, it's, it's why we're here, right. because we are the answer we're looking for. Mm. Yes. And that's why we're doing something, the three of us, about human trafficking, right? Right. Yep. We can't just stand by and allow a world where that's happening. Exactly. That's right. And you know what's funny is that as I've gone um, along this path, uh, I have... I felt, uh, you know, early on it, it was like almost I was invigorated, just filled with energy. And then I went into this place where I was overwhelmed with the love and the, all the things, the, the lack of, you know, the injustice that I saw there against people, you know, really spurred on by the way that I was loving people. You know, it's like, oh, man. Why are you treating them that way? You know, I love them. Don't do that, you know. And and it became almost overwhelming. And now I've moved into this new zone where it's like you can love people and, 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 and want them to have dignity and, you know, freedom. 
and at the same time not kill your, you know, completely kill yourself doing it, right? And because you're also loving you, right? So it's, it's not, you know, one or the other. Um, it's, it's all of it. And, it, and uh, talk about staying healthy, right? When you're free to love people, but you're also free to love yourself mm. in that process. Describing is really a, a distinction of mastery that HeartMath gives us and that the Heart Ambassador Program is all about, yeah. which is this distinction between caring versus over-caring. Mm. And when we care so much about a global issue or even, you know, our spouse, mm-hmm. we're willing to throw our own bodies and minds out of balance in our care. Mm. Yep. Or it becomes worry or preoccupation or anger or outrage. Um, not that you can't harness those things into their undistorted form of love that actually has effective impact. Right. We let it get carried away that way. Yep and it compromises our system, then we're actually less effective at being loving influences in the world. And so that mm. it, it turns out that learning to self-regulate our heart rhythms, actually working with our own physiology and emotional mastery, gives us the capacity to care without overcare so that we can be maximally effective to make a difference in the world and enjoy our lives and bring joy to those we love. Mm-hmm. Boy, this is getting so good. <laughs> Man, the, the, I just love this conversation and, um, wow. And I just hate that we have to bring it to an end, but this has been great. And I, I, something kind of tells me we're going to be hearing from each other yes, again. Uh, yes. And well, this, and this is just is the beginning. This is a conversation that is ongoing. It's a yes. conversation that's an invitation. That is right. To everyone who's listening. That is right. To enter this river of, uh, mastering, loving, caring, and making a difference in the world. If you're listening to Abolition Radio, it means you care about this issue. Mm. But love makes a difference for every issue. It does. It, it really does. does. It and, does. And when we come back, we're going to wrap this up and um, maybe let our listening audience know where to hear more and to get it, get involved and to take action for themselves. So we'll be right back with another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Abolition Radio as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Abolition Radio. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And thank you and welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. If you are just tuning in like right now, boy, have you missed it. You've missed a great conversation about love never failing and how love is a tool 
that brings peace and and joy and happiness. And we have um, been so blessed to hear today from Shava Carr. And Shava, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your heart and sharing the work that you do with Operation Big Sister and all the other things that you're doing. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. What a privilege to be here with my tribe. <laughs> the tribe yes. of abolitionists. Yes. Ladies inspire. Yes. So tell our, our listeners how they can reach you. You were talking about a possible, a complimentary 30-minute consultation. Absolutely. We are here unconditionally to support each one of you to follow your heart and find what we call your unique heart's blueprint for making a difference. So if anyone would like a complimentary 30-minute conversation with me in order to be supported to find your unique sense of purpose and your heart mission, you can do that. And you can um, access that through the contact page on my book website, www.beingthesourceoflove.com. And of course, if you want to join us here at the Big Sisters, we welcome you, irregardless of gender. Anybody can be a sister. And you can find us there at operationbigsister.com. Perfect. So you've heard it here. And for those of you who follow us on our Facebook page, we will put that as well um, so that you will know how to take action and get involved. Once again, thank you so much, Shava. And I'm looking forward to the future and the next cease meeting. I, I think... I will be there. I okay. think I'll be back well, by that time. I'll there then. All right. Thank you so much. And we have a few events coming up, our usual events coming up here on the 4th of August. The San Francisco District Attorney's Office will be presenting Red Zone, which will be at the UC Hastings at 198 McAllister Street in San Francisco in Classroom A on the first floor. And it's an all-day training addressing sexual assault on campuses. So campus services, health providers, safety officers, Title IX providers, peer support leaders, all are welcome. And I would suggest to go to the SFCAT, S-F-C-A-H-T dot org to get more information and to register for that. Also, on the 20th... We will be at Solid Rock Church's Health Fair, and that is at 5970 Thornton Boulevard in Newark, and that's from 11 to 2. And on the 8th through 11th of September, No Hands Lifted will be presenting their Sister to Sister Awareness Conference for their ladies and, and mentors, and that's at 500 Arkansas Street in Vallejo. So if you want more information on that, you can reach them at nohandslifted.org. And last but not least, on the 17th, that following weekend, Harmonic Reduction will be having a benefit concert on behalf of Love Never Fails. And that will be taking place on, I'm pretty sure, the whole block on 15th Street in Oakland. And more information, you can get that on our website as well. And that is www.loveneverfailsus.com. If you have liked what you've heard today and would like to just 
help us take action in this fight against trafficking. We need your support. You can go to our website, hit the donate button. That would help us out tremendously. If you would like to help from an education standpoint, being a mentor, all those things, we definitely need your help. And all of them are there for you to check out and become a part of. And as we've always said, and you've heard a lot of it here today about love, if you need to hear it one more time or haven't heard, please know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. Our audio engineer is Jarrell Martin, and this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, Thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors, and the ones who still sleep our eyes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.